I wasn't going to drink you're gonna, tonight. I think you're going to love it if you like that stuff. It's almost too much for me because the celebration. You'll be you know, fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> be a man and drink a beer. Everybody's doing it. Exactly. Okay, one, two, three. Welcome to Conversation on Tap, a new podcast that seeks to promote intelligent dialogue in an age of echo chambers and self-segregation. Pull up a stool. Pour a glass of tasty beer and join us each week as we talk about all the topics that you were told not to discuss in polite company. My name is Joel. And I'm Jose. And this week, we will be talking about technology. We will be joined by our good friend, Jerry, who has joined us previously for an episode on movies. But first, let's talk about what we have on tap this week. This is just a, a, a nail. This Wait, is, I, this, it's not what was on the six-pack? Yeah, but we stuck some other stuff in it. So this is the um, quad. It's a quad IPA, super high alcohol, super Wait, is this the Belgian quad? This is super awesome beer. It's out of Kansas City. My uncle, who lives in Kansas, totally got us into this beer, and I'm so stoked that I That's remember funny. what we have. We went down south to uh, to go to my cousin, my nephew's uh, graduation ceremony or graduation party, mm-hmm. and right next door to our hotel is the biggest wine warehouse, wine and beer warehouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just like a Good. candy store. Oh, oh man. Prost. 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 Salud. That was a good sound. And now for the segment of our show that we call Friend Talks. In this segment of our show, Joel and I will each share one thing that we are passionate about for two minutes, though we tend to be a bit loquacious, so that isn't a strict time limit. This week, I will discuss the unfortunate and untimely death of Anthony Bourdain, who um, was the author of books such as Kitchen Confidential. He was also the host of shows like CNN's Parts Unknown. And on June 8th, he committed suicide. So, was, yeah, to Tony. I just like to make lists in my brain all the time, and I'm trying to think of anybody in the world who I would less leave us, and he'd be like at the top of the list. It's so yeah. crazy. Somebody said, I can't remember who it was. Why'd you do that to us? You know, why'd you do? That? We need you. That's what she said. I totally agree. Yeah, me too. It's totally tragic and heartbreaking. He had committed suicide not long after another fashion designer, Kate Spade, had also committed suicide. Um, So I kind of want to talk a little bit um, about suicide and um, the church's teaching on that, to make it religious, as I usually do for my Red Talk. I like that. But the stereotypical and maybe even the historical teaching has always been, well, if you commit suicide, you're going to hell. I think if you ask most people, they would think that's what the church would teach. Yeah, I think that's true. And what... Is there something biblical that um, sort of leads people to think that? So basically, you're, you're taking your own life, right? And your life mm-hmm. doesn't ultimately belong to you because you're made by God and in God's image. Mm-hmm. But having said that, if you commit suicide, it doesn't automatically mean you go to hell. So for a person to kill themselves is what we would call a grave sin because mm-hmm. the depth of it is just, it's, it's, it's a grave sin. It's just, you, you can't think of anything worse than taking a life. 
mm-hmm. right? Especially your own. But to nuance that, though, there are two other stipulations that would make it condemnable, I suppose you would say. So the second condition, you have to understand what you're doing. So there has to be some intellect behind your act. Okay, and then, can I stop you there? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Really, and before you get to the third point, does that mean that people who are hurting um, psychologically and maybe maybe have a little less um, self-control or willpower mm-hmm. um, might be given dispensation or not? Okay, so that goes into depth to number three. Okay, perfect. Good. <laughs> For number three, the third thing has to be full and free consent. And so maybe you do understand the gravity of the situation of what you're doing. But with advances in medical science, in psychology, understanding the human mind, you, the degree of culpability can mitigate your sin. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if you are someone who is depressed or you're suffering from mental illness or you have an addiction or something, you no longer are consenting mm-hmm. freely because you are handicapped, I guess. That might, that might even be a word that some people don't like. But in, in a sense, you're disabled. You're prevented from fully making a free and informed decision. Right. Because no, and I think handicapped or... is the perfect word for that. And I think that most bipolar people would be very happy to say I'm handicapped. It does have stigma attached to it. But yeah. um, it's a handicap. And it's totally medical. And I think that like somebody super close to me once was suicidal. Mm-hmm. Super close to me. And um, she told her spouse that um, she needs to see a psychologist. And back in those days, um, it was like, no way are you going to go see a psychologist. Yeah. And, and then it comes, you know, she comes to find out that she's medically imbalanced because of thyroid problems right. probably. And, and, and gosh, I think in the future we're going to find out so much of this stuff is not what people assume because it's the mind, you have control over it. It's totally organic. It's totally chemical imbalances. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, hormones, chemicals, deficiencies, what have you, those things can impair you so you're not able to make a free yeah. and fully informed decision. So someone could commit suicide, but... It's because of their depression or it's because of some mental illness that caused them to make a decision. Yeah. And then there's also, I think it was St. Augustine or St. Aquinas who said, there's always that possibility of the repentance of the last second. Mm. So, you know, someone jumps off the Golden Gate Bridge and before they hit the water, they go, this was terrible. I'm sorry. Like, or they somehow Mm. repent of making that decision. See, like, you know, I keep on saying this to me, that's. That's craziness, crazy talking, because you're, you're, we're talking, you know, whether or not we get into heaven or hell, and it's like, it's, it's thinking about the, uh, the next possible life that nobody has any real evidence for, versus making our own life the best it can be, so, I mean, right. without so, demeaning mm-hmm. the faith, I just always have to bring that, that, mm-hmm. that a lot of people in my position think that, well, who cares, or what's a sin, and, you know, all this stuff, but anyway, right. but I, you, we can't be dismissive, people like me can't can't be dismissive of people who believe that. God knows, me especially, I used to totally be in that case. So I understand mm-hmm. both sides. But I would say, though, even if you don't, other people do. Exactly. No, and that's the good point. That's the like, point. Oh, well, he's going to hell. Yeah. Well, no, you have to nuance that. So if that's what you think, if you are someone of faith, then you need to nuance your own Thank you so much because, yeah, because people in my shoes are so dismissive. And I didn't even understand how to, to, to argue for your side. But the side is who cares mm-hmm. whether it's scientific or not. The point is people believe it. And so they, they need to be pointed in the right direction. Yeah. Now, 
Have you heard after these very uh, publicized suicides, there have been experts saying that suicide is a total copycat. There's a total copycat problem with suicides. And it actually, you can follow trends online where even it it goes to um, demographics like occupation and age and interests and political affiliation. For instance, what they found is like with Bourdain's suicide, there will be a, uh, an increase of suicides amongst his demographic. Right, because th- there, there's, there's an appeal to that. What is the appeal? I don't get that. I don't know, but so to back up a little bit with Bourdain. Is it publicized? Because they say don't publicize it. They say keep it out of the news, and that always can't makes do me it, though, squeamish. Our... Yeah. So, well, I don't even know that we want to because then maybe we're not dealing with the problem. You're not. You're avoiding it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, But that sounds horrible because yeah. then if you – then we know for sure if you don't publicize it, you're gonna there are gonna be less suicides. There's gonna be, you know, or bad, not. But maybe then you don't get to the root of the problem in the future. So you just who keep knows? avoiding the problem. Yeah. One of Anthony Bourdain's heroes was Hunter S. Thompson, who committed mm. suicide. Oh. And one of Hunter S. Thompson's heroes was Ernest Hemingway. Oh, who committed suicide. Oh, there's this funny chain. So I think there is almost this... It's not um, a funny chain. It's a it's a awful chain. It's an awful chain. And there's this dynamic of, well, this is what my hero did. Or this is what my... The person who inspired me did. Right. So and it becomes kind of cool? I don't, it I don't does, know. huh? I, I sense that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where it's like, well, oh, this, is what, this is what my hero did. There is that. That's sad. Oh, come on, people. Oh, yeah. That's that's true. That's, that's weird. It's true, and it's so black. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And so I just want to end this segment here for myself um, by saying, if you are or know someone who is um, considering suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's one 800 273 8255. There's someone there who um, is happy to help you. And, you know, taking your own life, that's not something that you or any of your loved ones um, want to deal with. All right. All right, Joel, your turn. So, um, my Fred talk is on an article I read in San Francisco Gates, an online San Francisco Chronicle puts it out. And it was um, take it f- taken from. Um, a survey, um, not a survey, a, a study done using eight different criteria to determine the 25 worst cities. Actually, the, the, the terminology they used was the most unlivable cities in the United States. I, 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 I usually, and I, I both scoff at those types of lists mm-hmm. and then I totally eat them up. <laughs> which is nutty. I love these kind of goofiness. And I think part of it comes from me living in California and thinking, God, we are so lucky and, and totally yeah. thinking that we live in the best place ever and wanting to just revel in my disgust of other cities, which is horrible. But, um, but, that's but that's, pro- so I went on there and it turns out that of the eight cities, I think, I mean, of the 25 cities, eight were in California, but that kind of makes sense because oh, yeah. California, people don't realize California is half blue and it's got this huge swath right through the middle of the state that's totally red. And why am I bringing red and blue up? Because I totally believe that if you look at the most um, livable cities, they're likely to be blue. And the most unlivable cities, they're likely to be um, red. And I think that some of the um, anger and some of the, I don't know, peevishness, I think, of right politics comes from just 
an unhappiness with life. I don't know how else to explain it. No, you're right. So let me just ask you, what do you think the most live, unlivable city in the whole United States in the whole is? United first, States? And then we'll go to California second. Maybe like Detroit. Dude, you are. So I tried to do this a while back to try to get you, oh. and I can't remember what it was, and then you got it. It was a biblical verse about. Yeah, uh, it was. <laughs> so it was Detroit. And I don't think you read this article. No, either. I did not. No. Okay. I just totally guessed. So you got it. It's Detroit. All right. So uh, Detroit, that makes a lot of sense. You see all these articles about Detroit having all these empty lots and these yeah. houses just going to, to, to see. So in California, should I, should, do you want to guess? Or That's kind of lame to have you guess. But well, Sure, shoot. What, what's, tell me, yeah, what's the most unlivable? In California, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that made the list. And the worst city, now they call it Florence Graham, but hmm. we would know it as South Central LA. Uh, okay. Um, and so that doesn't surprise us. But of the seven, let's see, Fresno's number 32, uh, Merced is number 26, and Stockton is number 24. So three out of the seven are in the Central Valley. And, you know, the Central Valley is the red section of California. It you is. can compare the, the Central Valley to like, Oklahoma. Basically. It's the Bible Belt of California. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very low education rates. Poverty rates are much higher. Much. And it's just, I can't help but think that it's one of the problems with the Republican Party is that they're anti-education. Mm-hmm. They appeal to people who are uneducated and more, and not necessarily poor, actually. That's what where it doesn't fit. So the other ones are... Believe it or not, Oakland, which I would live in Oakland. Oakland Hills. <laughs> I've, I've visited some parts, parts of yeah. Oakland. There's some cool bars. There's some cool scenes. But, you know, I stayed in a hotel there, and it was full of cockroaches. I couldn't even sleep at the lights on the whole right. time. I felt like a crackhead. Oh, no. No I doubt. I was totally sober, but yep. I couldn't sleep because I could hear them in yep. the room. I was like, ugh. Oakland is a, is a tale of two cities. I mean, Oakland's yeah. got beautiful parts, and it's it's super expensive to live there. And that's yeah. one of the criteria is what people make and then what it costs to live yeah. there. So Oakland is a funky case. Um, the other one not in the Central Valley was um, Compton, which is sort of South Central. Yeah. And we already talked about Florence Graham, which is South Central. But then the other one makes sense to me, San Bernardino, oh, Inland yeah. Empire. Have you driven through it? It's smoggy so oftentimes. And You're getting into the desert. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I was so interested in some of the demographics that came along with this article. What do you think the median income nationwide is? That means half is lower than this number and half the incomes of people in the United States are above this number. Um... I don't know, like 35000 I thought it was um, higher than this number. It's 57000 oh, wow. uh, Remarkably, California is the whole $10,000 higher because of the cost of living here. Yeah, 67000 The percentage of adults with bachelors in the whole country, mm-hmm. take bachelor's degrees, what do you think that would... In I, I kind of in, in the whole country. In I think it's country? a little higher in, in California. I don't know, like it's, 40%? It's 30%. Uh-huh. And that's a good number, I feel like, to know. Yeah. Uh, the percentage in poverty in the United States is 15%. Mm-hmm. And the national uh, violent crime rate average, mm-hmm. out of 100,000 people, the average is about 400 violent crimes for 100,000 people. Um, Oakland was way higher than that, as you yeah. can imagine. Compton, San Bernardino, they were all higher. But this is, this is all good stuff to know, this demographic stuff. Oh, it is. So they based this, art- this article and, and the... the um, stacking of these cities 
crime, economy, education, environment, health, housing, infrastructure, and leisure. It's kind of it's kind of bogus, but I thought it was really interesting. One city that shocked me was um, Salt Lake City. Really? Their, their crime rate is really high there. I thought because you couldn't get beer after a certain hour. Well, <laughs> I totally agree. I think on certain days that might be true. Like I think it Sunday, is. That's horrible. But I think also... It, that crime rate is total baloney because it also has to do with what's reported. Right. right? And True. maybe Mormons are way more likely to report crime. Maybe. And so their crime rate might be way higher because they're reporting you know, stuff. Of all the colleges in the United, in California, the highest crime rate is Stanford. Well, that's baloney. It's probably what? those people just report everything. Yeah. So that's a baloney stat. And, and cities can totally manipulate that. So we have to take these stupid lists with total grain of salt. But anyway, there's that. That was kind of an interesting That's an article. interesting article. Yeah. I like that. For our main topic, we are being joined by our great former guest, Jerry. Cheers to Jerry. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for coming. We love having guests, and I think you're perfect for this topic. Our topic this week is technology, and this is another one that can get away from us because there are so many different facets, but I would like to start with the primacy of smartphones in our lives. Like, what have you seen that is just so shocking? I mean, you've all been in restaurants where the whole family is stuck in the phone yeah. all the time, right? Mm-hmm. That totally. is shocking. I'm trying to think of all the social changes in my lifetime, and besides the, the quitting of cigarettes, which you guys, do you remember that or not? You guys, I remember cigarettes. Okay. I don't remember smoking any of them. Right, but in restaurants, <laughs> you were in a restaurant? Oh, yes, yeah. definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, definitely. To me, smartphone's number two. Do you guys put it first before cigarettes, or do you think that um, um, cigarettes, the change in habits with cigarettes is more important than than our heads mm. being stuck in smartphones all the time. Mm. I, don't, I, I think cigarettes have had, a, in terms of, you mean quitting and no longer using them in public, mm-hmm. in terms of our health, but I think I just in terms of our habits. culture and habits, habits I, think, yeah. I think smartphones. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there. I mean, it's hard for me to make it. It's just incredible. It's hard to overestimate, in other words, how huge an impact smartphones are having in our lives. And I think there might be a case to be made that cell phones maybe more addictive than cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Ask anybody to get rid of their phone and see what they do. Like that. Yeah. I've seen more people quit smoke smoking than quit. No doubt. (laughs) Using their phone. See, I actually went last year at this exact time. I went without my smartphone for three months and I was actually really happy doing it. But my wife, was hated it because she couldn't get a hold of me, and we rely on that so much now. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I'm okay with 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 going without. I hear there are people that have it under their pillow, have it at their nightstand, and check it like subconsciously in the middle of night and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. So I, so I'm looking up some statistics, and these are not smartphones total. These are just iPhones. And I, you know, I, I'm an iPhone person. Um, Apple, I have a Mac and I have iPad. And I have iPads. I have all that jazz. But as of 2017, between 2007 and 2017, so 10 years, 
1.2 billion iPhones. Wow. That's just iPhones. That's not smartphones total. Yeah. And and that's over a 10-year period. Hmm. Amazing. So they're ubiquitous. I, I mean, it's gotten to the point now where you'll even see, like, homeless people or poor people. Yep. And I know there are some people who will, like, rag on the homeless or the poor for having for having cell phones. But it's almost like you need to have a cell phone now. It's becoming like a pair of pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you just don't leave home without it. Like, yeah, no doubt. It's just mm-hmm. like it's almost crippling if you don't have it. And you totally touch on something, Jose. The, whole, the poor are being left behind. Those who can't afford yeah. smartphones. This is just another way that, that they are definitely hobbled. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't have a home phone. Do you guys have home phones? I no. used to. And just up until very recently, I had one. Like, I mean, very recently, as in like when I moved to this yeah. area. Yeah. So we all, I think yeah. most people have gotten rid of their home phone and just strictly yeah, use their cell phone. Yeah. We found a way to get our home phone, which all of the older folks know, they're at that number. Um, to ring our cell phones, luckily. Oh, okay. So we've gotten rid of it. We saved so much money, and mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's it's incredible. So I think one of the um, interesting things about technology in general is how it's evolved. So I, I, I think what, what what would be the first bit of technology that humanity created? Would like maybe like the wheel? Yeah, the stick. fire before that. I would imagine. fire. Yeah, right. Um, uh, any kind language. of like iron, and bronze. You know, yep. forging weapons. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I guess that came out later, of natural earlier resources. on. Yeah, the earliest stuff, I would definitely say, like, mm-hmm. fire and bone and rock, you know, sharpened rock, like obsidian. Yep. But to me, it's crazy how human beings were so creative, were so ingenious in taking these natural resources and going from something as simple as a wheel to something as complex as an iPhone or a droid yeah. or, like, the evolution of that, to me, yeah. is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And now... It all is dependent on what not the circuit, but the what was this guy from Texas? It's the thing that that switches things on and off, ones and zeros. Oh, uh, it's like and, binary code. Yeah, and it's crazy that that everything that we do on a computer until quantum computing happens, and that's going to be happening more and more in the future, mm-hmm. um, is is governed by ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. It's crazy on and off switch. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Are you guys as afraid as a lot of people are about privacy issues? That's so big in our in our in the news right now. And um, like, for instance, a lot of people have turned off their Facebook accounts now. A lot of people like myself, and I want to know if you guys have gotten VPN, VPNs yet. Oh, I've virtual heard private that. network, mm-hmm. so that um, you can't be tracked to your home. They just track you to a secondary server that that feeds you all your. Um, internet i mean i'm not <laughs> to be i and i really don't even care if like these um, companies use my information because you know what they it served me so well they always feed me mm. exact, the best ads <laughs> exactly article wise because i'm a total nut for articles yeah and even sometimes products i'm embarrassed to say i've actually bought some really good products because of i guess google looking at what i've been looking up oh yeah, yeah. and it, it's shocking what are those, your cookies? They're able to track... All um, that stuff does is piss me off. <laughs> okay, so why, is that, why does that piss you off? Because um, I, I don't like being watched. Mm. And it's like sometimes it's just so perfect, like on my Facebook feed. Right. I'm, I'm just looking up something in Amazon, 
<laughs> all of a sudden something else comes up in my feed that's very similar to what I looked up or exactly right. what I looked up. It, like, that's yeah. shocking. Little jerks, you know exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. What or like I'm our friend who's who's talking with her fiance and has like a Google Home or something in there. Yeah. Or their phone just listening in on about oh, yeah. their marriage and then getting all kinds of wedding ads. Oh yeah. Really? That's, that's yeah, that's our friend from school who's getting married. My wow. wife always unplugs our home pod. We have a home pod which is um, the Apple's answer to Alexa. Yeah. So uh yeah, my wife always unplugs. She's like it's always listening. And it's yeah. kind of true. I mean it's always listening for me to say, Hey Siri, but um cool. But I still haven't heard anybody really tell me anything super practical, practically bad that's gonna happen because these still what can these companies do to us? There was a there was a story recently um where a couple was having a conversation similar, I guess, to what you were saying, but they were having a conversation and a word came up that sounded similar enough to Alexa to where Alexa turned on oh, yeah. and then forwarded their entire oh, conversation yeah. to one of the contacts. Oh, and I don't know, if, I don't know the details of the conversation, but apparently it was really embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, gosh, well, that's going to happen yeah. so much. It's kind of like the uh, Alexa butt dial. You yeah. Know, like yeah. The, yeah. That, that form. Yeah. So I, I think we have to be careful about maybe unplugging those, those devices. Yeah. Or, and, and you know what? Mark Zuckerberg, he puts a little piece of tape over the camera on his computer. Do you guys not do that? I don't. Uh, you do not. Do you, Jerry? I do not. I do. Um, if Mark Zuckerberg does it, it's good enough for me. <laughs> I, I don't want anybody yeah. to be to be looking at me when I'm online. That's crazy. I have a voyeuristic streak, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> no, you're, it's like, you're, you're welcome, yeah, world. Exactly. <laughs> not voyeuristic, out. but uh, displayistic. Yeah. Exhibitionist. <laughs> Exhibitionist. Yeah, that's it. Exhibitionist. That's the word, Mr. English That's guy. the word, yes. Oh, man. Well... Uh, so you guys are more negative and on on it, and I'm definitely more okay with it. I'm not worried. Now, um, speaking of privacy, yeah, let's go on to the big issue for uh, Musk, which is: Do you ever think that in our lifetime, computers going to gain consciousness and that singularity? It, it, that singularity is that going to happen? Musk is super afraid of this, and he's got tons of super smart people on his side. And I think um, Stephen Hawking was also concerned. I mean, I mean, hello, Skynet. I mean, do, we I guess, know? do people not? Yeah, have they not seen the Terminator films? <laughs> James Cameron told us about this like 30 years ago. They determined our fate in less than one second. In a few months, he creates a revolutionary type of microprocessor. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2:14 a.m. Eastern Time. August 29th. In a panic, they tried to pull the plug. Skynet fights back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, so to make this podcast even nerdier than it was already. (laughs) So in the movie Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. um, He is given the directive by Tony Stark to um, promote world peace, sort of save the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Ultron concludes also fairly quickly. Well, the best way to save the planet is to just get rid of all human beings. Who sent you? I see a suit of armor around the world. Ultron. In the flesh. Or no, not yet. I'm on a mission. What mission? Peace in our time. There's only one path to peace. Extinction. Yeah. So I think if there were an AI, artificial intelligence, singularity, 
I, I don't know. Would, wouldn't robots be on our side? Hmm. I think not, because I think they'd find out right away that the preponderance of humans worry about that and would shut them down if they thought that they gained consciousness. So they I think would, they'd be able to figure out that we were against them gaining consciousness, mm-hmm. and so it would be immediately defensive. Do you think like they would just download all seasons of Westworld immediately and then wipe us out? I do. <laughs> I, I think they could glean from every source they could and and learn from it. Um, but I'm again, I'm, I'm optimistic on this one. I'm not worried. I'm on uh, Zuckerberg's side, hmm. not Musk's side. Well, yeah, it just it's a crapshoot because yeah. I mean AI, you, you can't attribute human characteristics to AI. Okay. There, 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 there's no biologic, biological feedback, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, if you're talking about it being in, in a machine, so it might not care about its own survival. Yeah. Uh, if it does care about its survival and it's able to learn, then it's going to conclude pretty quickly that we are a potential threat, and then it might, you know, react to that. I think one of their arguments, and and I no, I know it's definitely one of Musk's arguments, is that the curve for the learning curve for them is going to be so steep that they'll instantly become dominant, you know, yeah. and, and be able to just make all the just decide basically if they want to keep us in chains or or let us have whatever freedom they decide, and we'll lose all power. Oh, it'd be foolish to keep us alive. I mean, if if they if they really want this planet, right. if they want it to exist, don't, and they don't enslave us, which I assume it's, they would. Yeah. Machines yeah. are so much more efficient anyway. Right. Don't enslave yeah. us. That's a bad idea. So just, just kill us off. Yeah. yeah. That's they wouldn't why, have yeah any morals. Maybe that's where religion kind of helps humans. <laughs> or, or just humanity. Well, yeah. What if AI decides to become super religious? I mean <laughs> the you bot, never know. The bot, the bot religion. Yeah. So Elon Musk, to go to what you were saying earlier, um, I looked up his quote. He said, I have exposure to the most cutting edge AI. I guess Elon Musk is hanging out with aliens. I don't know. And he says, <laughs> I think... he is an alien. Maybe he is an alien. Yeah, yeah sometimes he seems like it. And he says, I think people should be really concerned by it. AI is a fundamental risk to the existence of human civilization. Yeah. So he, he doesn't look at it as... A good thing. A good thing, right? <laughs> and Mark Zuckerberg called him out and said that was an irresponsible comment yeah. to make. I think Sergey Brin and the other guy from Google did. I think that... Um, oh, whatever, whatever his name is, the president, former president, of, of Google did. I think mm-hmm. that I think that most technology CEOs are not on Musk's, Musk's side, but mm-hmm. there are certainly some super smart people who are enough for I think everybody to to, to, to pay attention. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how you decide though. I yeah, it's kind of rich coming from Zuckerberg though. I know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's the ultimate spy. So, <laughs> yeah, he is like if you look up irresponsibility in the dictionary, he's kind of there. I think Musk has that called Zuckerberg irresponsible. Like he won't. They pulled their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know really? If you know that no. SpaceX pulled their Facebook page. He just doesn't trust. I, I can't remember the exact tweet, so don't don't quote. Oh me, no, but, there's a huge feud. But there was that. a tweet. And uh, it was yeah. definitely anti-Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, and if I have to choose between Musk or Zuckerberg, it's Musk. Yeah. Uh, I think that Musk is awesome for pushing the envelope with um, electric cars and the environment. I think he's so commendable. I think he is like, he's like a god to me, you know? I, I don't want to say like a human <laughs> god. Enough! You are all of you beneath me. I am a god, you dull creature, and I will not be bullied by that. Puny god. I 
demigod. Maybe like a demigod. He yeah. has he has absolutely moved the discussion from will we have electric cars mm-hmm. to we're having electric cars and you guys better start competing. And and we're gonna have solar roof tiles and yeah. we're gonna um, we're gonna yeah we are gonna Those have roof private. Tiles are- Awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. We're going to have He's private individuals going to Earth. And all you naysayers, f- I, mean, I hate cussing, but you yeah and i love that and he's proven to be right and and so i'm totally a must lover but on the the, the scaremongering with with ai i i don't agree with him huh. yeah but you know what that's that's crazy it's total speculation with ai yeah but Who knows? i mean musk is a smart guy i kind of yeah. trust a lot of his judgment so i mean i I, I think maybe I'm a, a muskite. I don't know. I, I, I'm agreeing with you because he's a he's a classy dude. He's got great yeah. style. You know, he sent that um, that SpaceX rocket with that car on the robot. Yeah. So that was pretty I mean, badass. That's, yeah. yeah, that's super high end. Now I think he cares way more about humanity than Mark Zuckerberg does. So I think Mark Zuckerberg he basically started the Facebook to get laid and meet people. Right. I'm not a bad guy. I know that. When there's emotional testimony, I assume 85% of it is exaggeration. And the other 15? Perjury. Creation myths need a devil. Is that and what didn't it? he kind of, I don't know the whole story. I mean, I watched, I watched the you social know, network, the social network. And it sounds like he was kind of almost stole stuff and then created something that I don't think is as beneficial as we think it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's contributing more to society? Musk or Zuckerberg? Musk. I mean, have you seen have you seen the recent um, sort of apologetic Facebook commercials? No. Oh, they're they're classic. Um, We're sorry. I'm deeply sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's just like, you know, Facebook used to get families and friends together, and then the Russians took over or um, sabotaged, you know, our network, and and we're going to change. And i got to say, it's really effective. I think that Facebook is just a company. They just provide a product, and I think the product actually is super useful. I mean, we've all benefited hugely. I've seen two amazing concerts at small venues because Facebook gives me that, uh, that info. I've connected to all kinds of friends from the past because of Facebook. I kind of think that Facebook's been made out to be uh, more of a villain than it needs to be because Mm -hmm. everybody who claims Facebook is doing all this should have absolutely known that that could have happened and would have happened. Hmm. You know, that that their personal information, which is out there, is going to be gleaned, is going to be scraped, I think is the official word, Hmm. from Facebook. So, I mean, I don't know. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. Do you think this world would be better off without Facebook or with Facebook? No, with. You think so? Absolutely. Do you think not? I think not. And because um, of Russia? Because of No, it sucks your time. Oh, okay. And it's, I mean, I don't know about your feeds, but my feeds are so obnoxious now yeah. okay. that I've actually just stopped looking at it. I, Mostly, I, like I'm just kind of checking out, and you know yeah. what? Facebook stock is down. Yeah, um, but I was never there in the first place. I never. I just use it for what it's I. It's really need cool it for to it. connect that you like. Almost everybody's on it, so you mm-hmm. can connect with people right. from mm-hmm. your childhood. You know, and that's great. But it's just utterly obnoxious to see what so many people are posting. Oh, and and I just I just get ill sometimes. Yeah, that's just why I stopped. Early so on. many blowhards. Um, and I'm just like, 
This like this farm, is, what's farm, whatever farm, Farmville, Farmville. <laughs> okay. I was getting in the early days. I was oh getting inundated. God, is that yes. still a thing? Because I never go I on anymore. Not. That was I like hope ten not. years ago. I, yeah, I, that was that I was ain't way into all that stuff. Um, I'm on candy no, crush it's now. just you know I want to see people like you were never doing Farmville. Were you? I I did. I to, oh, Zay. I know. I'm a loser. <laughs> on Facebook, I want to see I want to see <laughs> how people are doing. I want to check in with old friends. I want to see what's going on in their lives. Exactly. I like ideas. I like. But it's a little too soapboxy these days, and it's a little too advertisey these days. And so I'm just like, you don't, you don't know me. You don't, you don't have me right now. Yeah. So right now, Facebook is losing me. They need to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I think here's what needs to happen. We need to teach social media literacy and and norms because I think you're right. Like my brother is obnoxious on Facebook (laughs) because he posts intentionally racist or um, alt righty kind of memes or posts just to Mm -hmm. piss people off and then watch them go at it. Right. But that's exactly what Russia did. And they won. They totally won. They took advantage advantage of of loopholes and and they made our country more divisive. I'm sure of it. Right. I think Jerry's right. That, Facebook right now is actually contributing to, like, echo chambers, segregation, um, all these things that are, I think, being um, contributing to the divisiveness in our country. Mm -hmm. Conflicts people would not otherwise be engaged in. Right. And I think we have to reboot (laughs) how we approach social media like Facebook so that it can become that, like, hey, I'm reconnecting with this person I went to kindergarten with. Yeah. Rather than, like, hey, reconnected with this person from kindergarten. Oh, they're a Trump supporter. F*** them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what? Have you guys ever gone down a comment rabbit hole? Yes. That is... I am positive that were you're responding or were you no, just, just, you just read it and your oh, blood pressure just rises and rises. I just and watch. you know what? That's a problem with humans because we're feeding off that adrenaline yeah. and whatever other uh, negative chemicals we're getting from that stuff. Yeah. And I just one day I just said, no, I'm not going to do this. This is yeah. nutty. This is. And then I realized afterwards, a lot of those and probably the top comments were Russian, you know, and they're right. just just egging us trolls. on. They're trolls, exactly. But see, that's the voyeuristic impulse. So. If I'm exhibitionist. It's entertaining, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the voyeuristic impulse. Yeah. That's like, oh, my God. So I, sometimes when that ha- – I'm really terrible, I have to say, on social media, so I can't talk. But I will sometimes read – I'll go down those rabbit holes, those comment rabbit holes, yeah. those threads, and then I'll, like, right at the end, I'll post a gif of, like, Michael Jackson in Thriller eating popcorn. Have you seen those gifs? No. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I know, you're, like you're just I know that exact one. Yeah. You're just – you're just. Okay. It's, it's a gif of someone eating popcorn. Words, they're just watching and being watching, entertained. Yeah. 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 That's, that's – That's great. I guess if I was going to do it, it would be that. But I can't do that anymore knowing that some of it's so disingenuous when you know that might be, for instance, bots. Yeah. Not even humans. They can pick up on different um, phrases and just they know how to, to turn the knife. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I don't know that they might be humans in some warehouse in, in Moscow, um, just trying to egg us on. Well, that and, actually and gives succeeding. me a little bit more comfort because I just I'm worried that we just have so many dumbasses commenting on that. So yeah. if it's the Russians doing it, I admit, that makes me feel a little no, bit better. No, but I think <laughs> there are a boatload of dumbasses, and I think that getting back to our main theme of this show is they are being ruled by emotion, right, which yeah. we need to be more spocky, and we need to stay away from any kind of emotion. Yeah, Any kind of emotion. I mean, no, no, no. no. We have to be emotionally <laughs> intelligent. We need to be reasonable. Yeah, because yeah. emotions so, make our lives awesome, but, but controlled. Hey, definitely 
definitely don't want to be full Vulcan, though. Right. No. You don't want to be full Vulcan. Oh, boring. Because they're boring. They're but square. Yeah. Those guys, they yeah. probably don't. They don't, but they Spock don't drink has beer that, like we do. Spock has that balance of humanity and yeah. reason that Vulcan. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Spock is half human. Good point. Mr. Spock, remind me to tell you that I'm sick and tired of your logic. That is the most illogical attitude. He's, yeah, he's multi-racial. He's not enough emotional, but... Yeah, it's, but Kirk is way too. Wait, is Spock's blood green or red? He's half human. I don't know. It's, uh, Vulcan blood is green. Human I, blood is red. I'm not. So is that blood like brown? I should know. I don't know. Okay, you should know that. You're the main. I think it's actually guy. green. I think the Vulcan. I think I've seen him bleed green. Vulcan's green. Vulcans. Vulcan jeans are I just pretty, had a total pretty strong. <laughs> Because so. we had a discussion on whether or not Spock cried. This very table. Spock very has Spock. cried. Yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, in the OG series, I think we... Yeah. But the new okay. series he has. Um, the OG series? Old, the original one? Yes. Oh, the original Gangsta series? Yeah. I don't know if he has, but I know the new series. The new series, for sure. But at least he... You know, it's not Klingon blood, because we yeah. all know Klingon blood is actually Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> it's, like, seriously yeah. pink blood. Klingon blood is pink freaking blood. And you think of so crazy, the race, they're so yeah, because they're all masculine. macho and whatever, but they bleed pink. Yeah. I mean, that's kind yeah. of well embarrassing. Yeah, Star Trek yeah. and tech, huge. Okay, I'm sorry, we bird walked yeah. a little. No, <laughs> no, they're, they're total com- does, uh, brothers and sisters. Does science fiction to go off of that? Just to, to salvage that, the science fiction like, <laughs> but the science fiction like Star Trek does that lead us toward technology? Oh, dude, like we, our, Joel and I just are you crazy? You are you read our minds. I was I, talking about the Jetsons and how that basically turned into FaceTime. Absolutely, really? yes, presaged. Yeah, so much of what's happening. Oh, I didn't I mean, talk about that. Talking awesome. into our uh, <laughs> our phone to somebody mile uh, thousands of miles away is yeah. crazy. I don't think that um, flying cars is way too far off. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. I I was talking to Jerry about these cars in China. Mm-hmm. The, they're taxis. Um, actually, it's being developed in China. It's being no, developed you, here. You're talking about Dubai, yeah, but but it's gonna be probably first um, div, um, used in Dubai because those princes could do what the hell they want. Yeah, and they've got you know eight rotors just like yeah. a drone. Yeah, which means if one or two you know, go to pieces, you're still safe. Yeah. and those taxis are gonna be used in the next ten years. Like the fifth element. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. awesome. That was that's gonna be freaking fun. Wow, that's what I love about technology. All this crazy stuff. Drones, by the right. way, are fun too. Um, all this great footage on YouTube of let's say um, watching some dude pull out of a barrel a pipeline from twenty feet up is a semi, is just an amazing experience. Wow. You seen, all this all this stuff, seeing cities from up above, is so fun. Mm. Militarily, oh, oh it's man, crazy. It's crazy. Like lasers, like you think yeah. like Star Wars and Death Star. Yeah, technology. But, Maybe not to that degree where we destroy planets, but. <laughs> destroy small towns, right. destroy weapons and then, from out of the sky, like the Star Wars technology from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, I these mean, bugs that they talk about, these little mosquitoes or whatever that have cameras or oh, little yeah. explosives on them that you can just send anywhere. Tiny just poison little barbs. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a thing now. I mean, we are in already a oh, brave yeah. new world. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that most of us have no idea how far the military has gone. Oh, yeah. And if we knew, it'd be shocking, but it'd be kind of holy shit. This is fun, yeah. too. Yeah, our, I mean, we're kind of past, like, I think, like, 
bullets and bombs yeah. and oh, all yeah. that. And we're smart bullets. Yeah, I mean, if you can zap somebody from space, which isn't that far away. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. That's crazy. Like microscopic whatevers mm-hmm. attacking people. Okay, mm-hmm. so we can create all kinds of fun diseases. Yeah. To to wipe out people. Yeah. We can. We can, uh, you know, like you said, have the little flies or mosquitoes that kill you. Like, there's just so many ways uh, that we're going to come up with to, uh, like, assassinate people. And to pinpoint, as opposed to, like, just gassing people like Syria, there's just a better way. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I should use the word better. A more surgical Uh, way. Yeah, more surgical. surgical. That's actually a really good way to put it. A more surgical way to take people out. Absolutely. It might prove more moral too it's way more indiscriminate than a, than well, a carpet least you bomb right? killing a bunch of innocent bystanders i guess but mm-hmm. i think any kind of assassination still probably is not yeah. a nice thing so to i was i was watching james uh, corden's show carpool karaoke yeah, yeah right. you know he, he i was watching his show the late late show and he has that carpool karaoke and um he had sia on as a guest and sia said that there was a um control. <laughs> I just opened his beer with my ring. I have never seen that. You have okay, to I have it. to say, and this better not get deleted, but I just oh, saw yeah. Joel open up a bottle yeah. of beer with his wedding oh, ring you, you, still on his hand. I've never even yeah. seen that in my life. Why do you think I got I, married? My mouth just dropped. I got a little turned on. You got, that was really cool. You got to listen to the podcast because Joel's done it before. <laughs> that is... <laughs> on the podcast. I never even heard of that. All that right. is awesome. So, Corden said so, what? So, actually, so James Corden, the host of the Late Late Show, had Sia on as a guest, and they did the carpool karaoke. Jeez. And she believes in aliens. And according to her, I believe in aliens, whatever she says is right, because I adore her. her. I adore her, too. I don't even know who she is. She can take a turd song and make a said. great... Yeah. If she, like, sang some, she song, some she's crap a song... She's, a she's an Australian okay. singer. Yeah. She's I'm thinking she's okay. in her late 40s. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's she like really into hair. privacy. The reason she has the long hair draping over her face is because she wants to keep her... Her life. I've so seen her face. Well, oh yeah, I've seen her interviews. Her I was okay. into her before she was anybody. Huge. What's her style yeah. of music? Just regular pop or? Oh, you've heard her stuff. You okay. don't know you've heard her stuff. You know her stuff. She's amazing. She doesn't go check out. S I A. Okay. S I A. Cool. Yeah. So she was on. She was on the show, and she said that a former Canadian defense minister said that the United States government is in contact with five different alien species who are sharing their technology with the government, but they won't give us all the technology, including technology that would end climate change, because we're too destructive. Okay. Hmm. And she gave no evidence. On no that. evidence. I'm okay. assuming it's but total. Bull- but she's pretty cool. But she's pretty so, cool. But I think that's there funny. Might like, be some truth could to that. we learn from aliens? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Would aliens be willing to teach us? If they mm. if they had the smarts to mm. get their butts here, we should listen to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course we, we would. And, and the they idea that they would want to immediately destroy us, I think, is ridiculous. But we would I want to immediately that, destroy them. Exactly. But because oh, I think if that. If they can get here, we are not a threat to them. Exactly. And. And if so if we're already here and they're here, we have nothing.
nothing to worry about. That's what people Solar don't realize. Galaxy. I so I and that to me and and there's oh man I can't I always bring up stuff that I can't remember who posited it in the in the first place. But this idea that where are they? If there are billions of galaxies and billions of stars in each galaxy, mm-hmm. there must have been some civilization that started long long ago enough for them to come here enough for them to be able to go through a wormhole to get here from far away and yeah, which, where are which they makes you wonder yeah who's and, and human and sorry who's not for all you guys who remember yeah. who because i mean if called. they have yeah. the, the technology to get here safely mm-hmm. they probably had the technology to look like us and act like us yeah. hey that's yeah. like in oh, yeah. marvel comics secret wars yeah, yeah. the yeah. crawl invasion which is why i think i'm the only human <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay i gotta bring up that that this is going down a goofball fun wormhole because another technological idea is this idea that that musk has again and a lot of smart people think might be happening now which is that and we brought this up on the show that technology Technology is going to progress so fast and has progressed so fast that we probably already are in a simulation because humans, when technology has the ability to recreate life, Mm -hmm. to create simulations of life, are going to do it to to predict the future, to predict things. And we are probably, therefore, if that's going to happen, already already in in the matrix. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You know, you, met, Elon met, Musk has already hinted at that. No, absolutely. And, and yeah, he's God, he made a thing. great yeah. case. He made a great case. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't I think I'm an agnostic. And here I am believing that we might be in a simulation. I know. It's a weird thing to be. It's a we weird could be. What do you have more faith in? <laughs> I know. That's exactly Or a simulation it. of a simulation. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. Because why not? Yes, yeah, so what, I mean, what if Neo you, and all them are in layers. Like matrix layers, like, yeah, in, that, like Inception. Yeah, exactly. But, but yes. and, I mean, lots of, if, if there yeah, are multiple multi-universes, then each universe could have multi-universes. So yeah. in, in infinity, I don't think that we wrap our brains around infinity as much as we should. Mm. Because if we did, then maybe we wouldn't be as surprised at our thoughts that, you know, this is just one of many, many, well, Many, many. That's ridiculous. An infinite, reality. Yeah, an infinite amount of realities and stuff. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's fun. But that that's a that's like now, a guys, multi-dimensional wormhole we're going down. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> okay, here's another wormhole. That technology is fun. Will you guys? Let's say twenty years down the line, mm-hmm. somebody has a great technology and yeah. it's not hackable. By the way, okay. you got to make sure you understand this because that's the biggest uh, pitfall. You don't want okay. to be hackable. Where you can you can connect your brain to some kind of technology and instantly get, you know, internet access. What else does it provide? All the tools that a smartphone Dude, I'm already in. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I'm already in. Because, like, I mean, if I have, like, another arm that I can use, that's even cool. But your brain is... is, Yeah, like, anything that I can control beyond myself with... With my brain? I think That's I know. Awesome. You're going to say no. I'm totally going to say no. Uh, You're such a choir does boy. Doesn't choir boy. Your your sense of, doesn't that have anything to do with your soul? Yeah. I, I would think like, okay, so that's true. But I would also think that it, to me, it, you lose the material. Or you and gain. you become totally digital. Well, how do you lose material? You explain that to me. Because you're no longer... You're no longer of the earth, right? You're now this like we cold metal. Spirits Where does the metal the come from? The earth, bro. Right. Spirits. 
Wait, no. So, so I think that kind of goes what? back God to... God made everything, so everything is okay. <laughs> so I think that goes back to... Remember, like, in one of the earlier episodes, we talked about the um, the anima technica vacua? Oh, yeah. It's like kind of like the emptiness of the technological soul. And I think that right there, that concept fits right in there. So movies like Ghost in the Shell, right? Mm-hmm. Or... Um, she. She. These movies... Mm-hmm. Or is it her? I forget. Her. She. She? she? I thought it was she. No, wait. Oh, now, now I'm subject. I don't know. Damn it. I don't know. But it's like you're, I don't you're on that. So you're trapped uh. in this technology, but you're still conscious. And like you you're you have like your mind, but you lack like your humanity. I don't I, I don't see the difference between having a smartphone. Or Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah, no, that's a perfect example. Yeah. But I don't see the the difference between having a smartphone on in her hand, mm-hmm. and that's just gonna get more and more powerful. Yeah. And just putting it eventually. Eventually, maybe in Google Glasses or whatever, and then eventually just connecting it to her brain. I mean, to me, you're already doing what what they're going to do. Right. This just, is distinct from me. What's so, the difference? This is a cell phone. I am still me. But I, that it's connected and it's so I can, I can access. So this. it's like the what is it? Graphic inter GUI is different. <laughs> Graphic user interface. Okay, so that kind of goes to one of the topics. Your thoughts are going to control your phone someday. You guys know that, right? Uh, possibly. I see. That goes to like biological changes. That's the intermediate like our, state. Our step. technology is already affecting our biology. Right. We, well, yeah, and not just that. like our biology, Ooh, but also like our culture, and it's mm-hmm. affecting like our interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's changed our brains. in research, right? Yeah. So without even attaching the phone to my brain, it's already smartphones, iPhones, all the technology has already rewired my brain. Yeah. All of our brains. And it, we're teachers, right? And I think we are. I, I mean, in this so. reality, we try it in this, in this <laughs> multiverse. We are, but when I talk to my students, they sometimes they don't know a lot of basic stuff, and I almost wonder if it's because it's something they can easily Google, and so they don't store it in their mm. memory. Hmm. Mm. Well, so we I definitely transferred our memory to to phones and other things. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember this, but when I was a kid, I knew everybody's phone number. Oh yeah, yeah. Same. And now I'm like, one. I don't know anybody's phone number. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I know my own phone number and my wife's phone number, and beyond that, mm-hmm. it's pretty. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Level one of 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 learning is is gone, and yeah, and now it's just synthesizing. We don't need stuff. to memorize anything today because right. we can just record it. Yeah. And so you'll find a lot of people on Facebook, for example, to so go back to Facebook, who bitch and complain that teachers no longer teach cursive. Yeah. Well, my my kids hardly turn anything in handwritten. Yeah. Usually now it's all typed essays. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so technology well, is also affecting our culture. I am so sorry. I didn't Go ahead. interrupt you. No, it's fine. No, I, I, you brought up something important. Um, I mean, if it's if it's typing mm-hmm. versus cursive, like if it's one or the other, it's going to be typing. Yeah, it's not even close. Uh, it's great. I, I mean, it'd be great to be able to read like the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution mm-hmm. in its original form. That's great. Mm-hmm. But, but you can read what the text. I mean, what's that utilitarian? That's their like, argument. I mean, but, typing is going to be way more useful than writing right. in cursive. Yeah, but in education, I I'm like the educational. Um, 
we have this group that meets at the district, and and I know all three of us are like full on tech, technology um, lovers, um, as, even with education. But you would be stunned how many people email me with the most ridiculous questions, and they are the ones who are way more likely to say we are. This is malpractice for teach for not teaching uh, cursive. When I think it's total malpractice not to teach, especially for our poor kids, mm-hmm. all these technological skills. Yeah. Yeah. Our kids are the ones who need it most because they get it the least at home. Mm-hmm. And our teachers, generally teachers, I hate to say this, but older teachers way more than younger teachers, are so disinclined to really use every benefit of tech. Technology. Yeah. Would you guys would you guys allow your kids to use smartphones in class if you could sort of monitor it and make sure they're using it for the right way? I Honestly, do it all the time. I already do. Don't I, tell I've anybody. Yeah, I do it all the time. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, but even though it's in my last podcast, in, yeah. for the record, yeah. in my last school district, <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And by not allowing them to use their smartphones, yeah. I mean, I guess not every kid has it, so that in itself is um, a producer of inequality, but we are hobbling them. Well, look, I mean, you don't even need a graphing calculator anymore. No. If you have a smartphone, that'll blow away your stupid graphing calculator away. Isn't it fun to list all the tools in a smartphone? I mean, every kid now has a calculator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they have a phone, they have a calculator. Yeah. And a calculator that is far superior yeah. to anything that Hewlett Packard puts out, puts out or yeah. Texas yeah. Instruments. Yeah. Any of those. It's so fun to think of all the tools that have been obviated so by a smartphone. I saw this picture of it's been a few years now, but it was like this kid from like the nineties, you know, and he had like a boom box on his shoulder, a camera on his neck, he had like a pad and pencil. <laughs> yeah, he had all this stuff. I want to see that. And then it was like the next picture was just one person with like a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's, it's an all in one. It's, it's like a, it's a Swiss Army knife of technology. And my favorite is the flashlight. <laughs> I think that's oh, yeah. so funny. It is so it's funny. Cool. I'm going camping this weekend. I'm like, yeah. I need to get a flashlight. I'm like, wait, I have a cell phone. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't even, I don't even need that. I thought you were going to say it's your crazy. favorite was the porn. But <laughs> oh, That's my second favorite. <laughs> okay, oh, so that, that leads us that to... That will get deleted for sure. Delete. All right, okay. <laughs> so, but the phones have also affected our culture and uh, maybe our interpersonal relationships. So there's the phenomenon known as fubbing. Have you heard of fubbing? And it's not a sexual thing. <laughs> It really sounds sexual. It does. I'm actually a little that, bit. What two words is a little bit aroused? What is, what is it's rubbing. 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 There we go. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's f rubbing. That's yeah. hot. Okay. So what, what is fubbing? What, what is that? So to make it not gross, um, <laughs> fubbing is actually phone snubbing. Snubbing. So, oh, so you so snub someone that you're you. No, you're like you're you like snub, screw you. You snub the person that you're with. Oh. So couple, this is a problem with couples. So they'll be at a restaurant, oh. and one couple is one person of the couple is on their phone while the other one is like sitting there waiting to engage, or both of the, that. Both sounds, of them all are, right. This is they're great. in bed. A little too familiar. Or they're in bed. No. And Not my family. No. Uh, no, they're in bed. It's, uh, it's I'm just, the aggressor in this situation. It's just not allowable in my family. That's good. But that's and that's your family. Good for you, that's, man. That's the trend, though, and couples are finding that. Like, so even in bed, like one of the one of the two will be on their phone. The other one's like, 
Mm-hmm. All right, I guess I'm going to sleep. No. I guess I'm not See, getting any action tonight. Going. Yeah, because my yeah. wife's on Facebook or playing Candy Crush. Oh, no, oh. no. So that is that actually is a so Candy Crush. Interesting. See, that's that, I, 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 Candy Crush and I Candy be Crush surprised, but that's killing relationships. Nutty. No, that's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. That's, that's, what that's, we're going. that's a real thing. Oh, absolutely. I can and see I think it. it's the addiction. So mm-hmm. we said it earlier. So like. Pornography is an addiction. Alcohol, drug use, all these things that are addictions, you can put cell phone use Absolutely. right up totally. Absolutely. And you know what? The, I guess, initiation of this new, it's not a major yet in college, but it's definitely an industry where psychologists are just tapping into whatever it takes to keep us on yeah. is amazing. You know? And there are lots of tools in psychology to keep us on our phone. Colors, yeah. motion, um, they tap into the, what is that um, thing where we have to agree with whatever we're, we're reading? The confirmation bias? Thank you. They, they tap into our confirmation bias. I think that's probably their best tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, but hmm. I mean, it goes on and on. They know how to keep us on. Yeah, and so it becomes an addiction because it hits those centers of your brain that are mm. the same centers of your brain that get yeah. touched when you're using some kind of drug or something. Yeah, some um, sort of reward. Yeah, I think it's the dopamine reward yeah. centers yeah. or whatever. Mm. But um, Well, you know, I love the YouTube. YouTube is so universal right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm addicted to YouTube. Because, dude, like, for instance, I have chickens, and um, I'm just kind of trying to learn how to, you know, raise them properly mm-hmm. and how to take care of them. Yeah. To, like, hey, do, you know, do they have any kind of disease that I need to be aware of? How do I feed them? All this stuff. And, yeah. you know, how, what should I do as far as, like, how much, how crowded should my hen house be? Um, so I'm, like, looking at all that stuff, and, I'm, and it's just so helpful. I agree. I mean, I instead installed a garbage disposal. Oh yeah. It, I've actually installed multiple garbage disposals just from watching YouTube. We fixed the ice dispenser in our freezer yeah. through YouTube. We fixed our jacuzzi through oh, wow. YouTube. We figured out how to do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Right now I'm watching YouTubes on how to create a surfboard, a hollow surfboard through these guys just doing it all the time. And it's so available on YouTube. It's yeah. freaking awesome. So that's the crowdsourcing aspect yes. of crowdsourcing. Technology. Yeah. Like the internet and social media. Yeah. yeah. And and also the um, TV going from created by multi- huge corporations yes. to some dude in his basement, in his garage. Yeah. But also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds, okay? Creating amazing... I've been addicted to this um, series called Pure Life for Living, mm-hmm. where these guys in Idaho are um, creating a timber frame home from scratch yeah. off of trees coming from their own property that they mill themselves on their own oh, wow. mill, and that they created their own plans and everything. And that's my type of shit. I love That's that. super cool. It's just, and, and the surfboard thing. I mean, I've been totally, I've, I've gone down the rabbit hole now of music theory. I never got oh. into music theory. And now I just learn from YouTube. It's, it's possibilities are endless, especially for yeah. education. And you can find, I find quotes. Uh, yeah. I find speeches. I find talks. I find ideas. Ideas. I find all kinds of stuff on YouTube. But there's also a lot of crap on YouTube. Yeah. So, and, and our students will watch all of these YouTubers and then they actually want to be like them. They aspire to have their own YouTube mm-hmm. channel. That they that, have followers. Yeah. That like, they Logan love Paul? this. Logan that, Paul. I think. Yes. The Jap- Japanese suicide. Uh, 
yes. But he got ringed. Why do so, these guys get so many he, viewers, though? You know what? That what he did did not help him. Oh, he, he's lost. Oh, dude, he good. life is good. Life YouTube is good. actually, you know, they definitely sanctioned him. Now, so, a real libertarian would say, "No, YouTube, don't do that." And and like somebody who's like not as free huh. speech as I think a libertarian would say, if, if you like it, do it. I mean, if you like the video, watch it. If you don't, right? Don't but watch they'd be it. against Google, wouldn't they? Saying we're not going to post it anymore if it's really bad. Yeah, they're more free speechy. They're and, more and, free speech. And then more liberal person would say, "Hey, no, you know, you got to get rid of." And that's happening right now in a big way. What do you guys think about YouTube being the decider? As far as what goes, as far as like, no, we're not going to show this Content. to Logan Paul. Yeah. Oh, it it gets to be kind of sketchy, it's, but it's their platform. It's, it's a private. Yeah. It, well, yeah. yeah, I kind of agree. As with that. someone who's semi-libertarian, I think I'm it's up full, to YouTube. I'm, I'm semi YouTube to decide or yeah. Google at mm-hmm. large, right? But it's uh, almost to decide. It's such a huge platform that. I don't want to say it's governmental, but it's that's a huge power. So they, yeah, it's a huge power, and they can steer your thinking and all of that. Yeah. But they're a business entity, and they're there to do you mean, do you protect their Europe own interests. Eventually, just saying, screw that. We're gonna decide. If you don't like We're Google, have don't, our own if you don't like Google, you don't like YouTube. Don't that's, use it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's it's a great new, interesting, brave. New There'll world. always be a new platform to compete and say yeah. the opposite thing, and yeah. Then yeah. as long as. Yeah, freedom exists. A freedom of speech exists. Then we're good. Yeah. So, in terms of the negatives of social media oh, yeah. and technology, I find that a lot of young people struggle to have conversations or to communicate in person. I totally agree. So, in that I generation, that I gen article I referenced a few podcasts ago. You know, when I was growing up, and I know for sure when you guys were growing up as well. The thing to do was go to the mall, to hang out with your friends, yeah. get on your bikes, go yeah. ride somewhere, play baseball, whatever it was, go out with your friends. Right. But according to this article, iGen, what's happening is they're not going out as much. Mm-hmm. They're spending less time with friends, more time at home. Because in their view, Snapchatting their bestie or tweeting at them is their version of hanging out with their friends. Yeah. Because you know what they're doing? They're going out virtually. Virtually. Exactly. Exactly. They're going out. They're socializing. Virtually, yeah, it's interesting because with sons, a long, t- I mean, a distant relationship is doable now. Mm. Where in the past, oh, yeah. there's no well, FaceTime, FaceTime, or Skype, constantly checking your text. You can definitely, you've got a mind melt going on yeah. there, yeah. But do you think that when you have interpersonal communication in person, there's nonverbal cues and gestures mm. that you don't maybe pick up on Snapchat. I, and you know, it's interesting. Facebook. I love studying autistic. Mm-hmm. Um, the autistic, it's really a phenomenon in the United States because it's, it's on the rise. It might have always been there, but we don't know. And autistic people don't have the ability to, to pick up on nonverbal cues right. on, body, on body language. And I totally see that in my own students. Mm-hmm. And I also see a much more, I guess when they give speeches in class, they're much more robotic and mm. they're much more, much less expressive. Hmm. Yeah. I've noticed that and I, it's got to be from that, doesn't it? From autism? From, no, from, from, from communicating constantly to only phone. through ideas oh. versus, yeah. you know, body, body language. And it's interesting. It's, it's words. Things are going to change, not just ideation, mm-hmm. but 
but physical things are going to change. Real, and and we already know that brain construction, what's chemistry, the word? chemistry is changing already from <laughs> from our use of phones and technology. It's it's just yeah. such an interesting but crazy. People don't fathom though yet yeah, what's yeah. happening. We are so far behind the time. We need to get ahead of the wave rather right. than constantly catching up to what's see, happening to us. Technology is changing so rapidly yeah, yeah. that we're behind. Yeah, we're, and so by the time we get a, a technology, <laughs> we don't have time to acclimate to it yeah. before it's already advanced. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, a very good way to put it. Yeah, exactly. And so we're struggling, I think. That's, that's, I think that's why we're seeing so much divisiveness on social media like Facebook. Yeah, I totally agree. And as a parent, it's terrifying because you know your kid is way ahead of you (laughs) you're like uh i'm you know i'm never gonna be ahead of my kid yeah Mm -hmm. so So i played Fortnite with my nephew he's six oh and he's great i suck (laughs) yeah and it's amazing he's he's a little six-year-old playing Fortnite on on an xbox and i'm you know 34 years old i'm an adult been playing video games my entire life yeah, and he's kicking my ass. Yeah, yep. No, it's it's. I mean, when I have an issue, I'm, I like think I'm ahead of the, of the yeah. curve um, at our school as far as teachers. When I have an issue, man, you go to the kids, and they one person in the class will be able to. I caught a kid do coding surreptitiously in my class the other day, and I was wondering if they were like trying to get into our grade book, our <laughs> online grade book. You know, and I'm sure there are kids who are trying their hardest. You know? If they can do that, <laughs> we're screwed. Yeah, but also that's impressive. So yeah, I, I, oh, I see what you're saying. Like they deserve a scholarship. Yeah. yeah, I had a student years ago show me he was able to open up the. Um, that was during Avid. Well, I think and he's able to yeah. open up the like code screen. Yeah, and yeah. get around yeah. the firewall. Yeah, they were doing a proxy server. That's what it was. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's like so they laugh at us not giving the the uh, the password to our school Wi-Fi. They laugh That's at that. They so get around that so easily. They do. Oh, man. It's a brave new world. It's fun. It's, it's scary. It's not scary. I don't know. Are you guys scared? A little bit. I mean, just from a lot of things, I guess, you know, like diseases, like man-made diseases. Yeah. And, That's you know, got to be happening, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just the power of one person mm-hmm. going from, like, being able to take out 10 people to 20 to 30 to now maybe a million at some point, yeah. you know, just like one person being able to do a whole lot of damage, yeah. you know, I mean, you could, you could in theory, like take down an entire nation just by taking down their technology, by taking out their internet or whatever, Absolutely. you know, you attacking really a cyber from the cyber perspective. You really could. Are you guys thinking that there will come a time when psychologically they become, we become so advanced that you can actually make somebody do something sort of subconsciously through stuff that they like Inception? Imbi- Inception. Or more like Winter Soldier. Or I don't know those, <laughs> like, but you, you remember do the media literacy do unit we used to what? do in Avid where these guys were driving along in a car and beforehand they put all these billboards along the road that they're driving right. by to, to suggest things to them them because humans are so subconsciously humans are super su- suggestible uh-huh. and then when they got to, my mind is impervious to all of <laughs> <laughs> i already tried to uh to do the jedi mind trick on you but it didn't work so you're right because i'm ba dude <laughs> and then it worked they got to the office and they totally 
knew what they were going to answer to a series of questions because of, do you remember that video? I don't it, remember it, that. It was that good great though. series, that great media literacy unit that Kara gave us. You have to, wow. to look that out. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how, I think that psychology might get to the point where people can really with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, using dig- technology. Digitally, almost, yeah. Right. I mean, almost control you. Yeah. And, and I always wonder, can they actually, there was a movie once where somebody was like, was able, they, they were able to get somebody to be like an assassinator. Well, that's Assassin. Winter Soldier. Okay, okay. Through Winter Soldier, that's, yes. you know, that's Captain America. Okay. Yeah. Utter a bunch of different words. Yeah. And they're able to. Is that happening now? Oh, like a Manchurian candidate kind of a thing? Yeah. I hope not. Can I don't you, know. I think it might be just to a certain, even if it's 10%, it's enough. Yeah. Or 5%. Uh. Dumb sh- that you are super suggestible. Well, there are a lot of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but so the program, the case, me, then. me, I don't want to sound elitist. I mean, who knows? It's yeah. crazy. So, to, I guess to wrap up this conversation, let's let's kind of go around. Are we optimistic or are we pessimistic about the future of technology? I there's a book out, and I can't remember who wrote it again. The old man here, and um, it's all about. The idea that if you look at stats, most people are pessimistic, Mm. but the evidence just proves it wrong. Wars are way down. Diseases are way down. Crime, actually. Crime is actually way down. Yeah. Everything that we love is is up and everything we hate is down. And I totally attribute a ton of it to science and the practical use of science, which is technology. Hmm. How about you, Jerry? Are you pessimistic, or I can hardly say that after three beers. <laughs> or optimistic word. toward yeah. science? Yeah, toward technology. Uh, yeah. I'm the, the practical say, fifty-fifty. Um, so you're yeah. a little less. Yeah. Optimistic well, I mean, I know the power of the individual to do destructive things is increasing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's so much convenience out there, like. Um, I don't oh, know, yeah. Amazon shopping online, oh, sitting yeah, on my butt <laughs> while shopping. Glorious. That's super glorious. Love. But not just that, like you're shopping from Amazon, they deliver it to your house and some <laughs> steals it off your porch. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that asshole deserves it if they steal off my porch because that's a freaking climb. But <laughs> the, other day, <laughs> the other day, somebody uh, got socks from me. Uh, they're wearing Joel. I- yeah, right? Yeah. It depends. Yeah. yeah just, just, I mean, yeah, some areas get hit more than I, others. I think I'm going to. Get that's that ring. Oh, that. talk about technology. Get, get that red that. thing on your yeah, freaking doorstep. I want a ring. Yell at people, and then they fall and, you know, yeah. twist their knee. And Yes. Have you seen that? I love uh, that. Dude, there's so many videos of Pure. people like, hey, what are you doing? While they're stealing your stuff. Pure and they karma. fall and twist their knee or twist their ankle, they and they're like back hobbling car. back to their car. That's they got scared. Oh, That's so your karma. So you're saying yeah. you're optimistic and pessimistic because I'm, I said I'm fitty fitty. Fitty fitty. All right. Okay. Where are so you? I, I would agree because I think technology and science offers so much promise in terms of making our lives more easy, more effective, curing diseases, facilitating greater communication, providing more information, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But then human beings are incredibly fallible. Mm. We're incredibly. Yeah. Um, Fallen is, I guess, the word where you know we have this great 
capacity to do good, and yet there's an inclination sometimes to use it for ill. Can I just ask, are you guys like a 50-50 wash, or is that basically kind of where you are? It's it's kind of... I'd be cool if things just stayed the same right now. But it's not coming, yeah. But it ain't. Yeah. I mean, technology exponentially is on the rise. Oh, but can you imagine someone like Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo using, like, their virtual reality glasses to paint, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you seen yeah. those virtual reality yeah. glasses and people yeah. are drawing I mean, and painting? But imagine like or a if Beethoven master. or Mozart had access to what we have musically now. But they yeah. do. They do. I mean, there are Mozarts out there that are creating. No, no, no. But I'm just yeah. saying those people. The, uh, is that a is that yeah, a crutch they or is totally, that a, is they that would a tool? totally? I think they would be like, screw this harpsichord, and yeah. I'm going to the keyboard yeah. or whatever. I'm going to go to the guitar. Uh, yeah, yeah. they would totally ditch whatever they had. Yeah, and go like, oh my god, they're they were next level people, ready for the next level, dude. Yeah, no. So there's that thing where it's like we have a desire for. More than what we have, greater tools than what we have, but then maybe we'd lack the responsibility or the maturity mm. as a that, whole. That's yeah, that's why statement. Morality, in other words, always has to come first and never joins with it. Yeah, it never does, does it? it it's always catching that morality. <laughs> but do you see then also how like technology then is kind of facilitating like disorder in relationships because there's yeah. research where it's like now these guys are expecting their loved one to be um, to be a porn star yeah. and it's just or not realistic some really freaky yeah. and it's yeah. just not realistic yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah it's affecting yeah. relationships dude i no doubt and that's what's real in the world versus technology it's right. like that the actual physical versus where the, the rubber mental. meets the road yeah. <laughs> well, that just sounds terrible oh you didn't even mean to oh that, that is well not intended yeah. but Are awesome you gonna put a, that's what she said there or that's not really that I, is it it was, a, it was definitely it's a plus. plus yeah it's dandy yeah. right on all right with that cheers on cheers cheers on that. that was great Woo. interesting very super good i wow. could just talk about this forever This is the section where we're going to talk about things we've been listening to and reading. And I read an article as a person growing up with a father who is a passionate Baroque devotee, Mm. Bach especially. Did you know that businesses around the country use classic music to... Not dispel. What's the word? To push out vagrants in the area of the music. Really? <laughs> I just read a great article in the L.A. Review of Books about how these businesses. It happened, I think, in San Francisco at a Starbucks or something like that in the article where they said, how are we going to get rid of all these people hanging around, these vagrants hanging around? Our... This is super interesting because I'm super conflicted about this. I can understand how these guys pee and, and hang around and and... And are mentally imbalanced, hanging around your business, 
losing your money, and so they pipe in classical music. And guess what kind of classical music works the best to dispel these people? Baroque, Baroque. music, which is sort of thought of as very hoity-toity. And for whatever it, it almost always work, it works, according to this article. Mm-hmm. It just gets rid of these people. They just leave. It's a great way to get rid of the homeless. So I try to figure out if this, like, I, as a person who loves classical music, for one, certain types, not all, right, right. especially broke because of my upbringing, I'm trying to figure out, well, it's not that bad. Come on. Why do these people hate it? And should you get on these businesses for using this technique? And what should, I don't know. It's so weird. That's funny. Anyway, that's a great article if you guys want to uh, find uh, interesting technique for getting rid of homeless people. And here we are talking about Jesus. He would be against it or for it. I'm not sure. I think that Jesus would say, here's a weird thing. I think Jesus would say, hey, these these homeless people actually need to be taught the beauty of classical, classical music. music. Yeah, instead of, and then they'd uh, maybe be exposed to truth and beauty. I don't know. It's I like weird. That. I yeah, like I like that, that take. Yeah. That's my take on this. Because I don't like the idea of getting rid. My dad, a pastor, knows another pastor. He just told me this yesterday. Who's super against broke music just because he's heard about this technique oh, and he's a full-on homeless advocate. Uh-huh. And he says. That's like the devil's music, but that's that's, that's going too far. That is too far. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, so I was gonna add two things to that. One, as the Nazis <laughs> took <gasps> the Jews what off, you got they played Wagner. Yeah, that's that's this little thread I was trying to latch on to. Excuse me. Are you Jewish? You want to check my penis? Okay. Huh? Is that what you want to do? My real question is, what were you whistling? What were you whistling? Hello, Dolly? No, is it Wagner? Oh, was it? Yeah. You, sir, $100. I want to know what a Jew is whistling Wagner Do you want to know? When he was one of the great anti-Semites of the world. You know what you are? What am I? You're a self-loathing Jew. Am I? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I do hate myself, but it has nothing to do with being Jewish, okay? No, it doesn't have anything to do with Jewish. As millions of Jews were taken to the concentration camps with Wagner being played in the background. No, no, no. I suggest you go. Check yourself Where's your in. Judaism? Millions Judaism, where are you? Where, where are you, Judaism? I heard that, yes. Yes. And it kind of reminds me also of what they play when the Titanic sank. That's also. right, huh? Yeah. So they played Wagner. As music the is, yeah. The and we already talked about how music is, it, uh, is used in movies yes, to totally manipulate us. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And the second thing... At the Waco standoff in what? the FBI and ATF what? had their own playlist. They played Tibetan chants, Christmas carols, and Nancy Sinatra's These Boots Are Made for Walking. Why non-stop. do the Wacoans, is that the word? Wacoans hate Waco, those? Wacos? They would probably, because they would be like, oh, you're playing this country. We're stoked. Nagy, breaky heart. Yeah. <laughs> but you're playing, the, oh, New York. Yeah, Sinatra. New York. Yes. Oh, man. So they played all this music to drive them crazy. It's psychological warfare. Basically. It really is. And what did they play at the Korean border? They, I think that they played, and also to um, Al-Qaeda prisoners, they played really black 
death metal, I think, constantly. Really? As and that would be torture for me. And torture. that was say, super loud. And that that was awful. No, I mean I'm not joking when I say that was awful for hours, for days on end. Wow. I don't know if you read that. How do you sleep? No. Uh, exactly, and to me, it's crap music. Even though I don't believe there's any kind of way to judge the, the it's subjective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh crazy. my goodness. So, what I'm reading this week is an article by Carol Zimmerman in American Magazine, the Jesuit Review. She talks about this group of people. They're all friends, right? They went to Jesuit school. They all graduated from um, Gonzaga. They're all... Gonzaga, there's all kinds of Gonzaga. There's a couple of them, though. Oh, they're Jesuit. It's a Jesuit... um, Gonzaga in in Washington. In Washington, Spokane. Okay, right on. It's a Jesuit school. And, um, yeah, they've been friends. And what sport are they known for? It's not a sport. No, 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 no. They're known for oh, a sport. Zaga? Yeah. Probably basketball. <laughs> oh, no, you should know that, yeah. Of course. Yeah, they're yeah. amazing. They went to the finals last year. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm always but, sticking myself in. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. No, that's good. But these friends, they've been friends from you know high school. And for the last 30 years, they've been playing a game of tag. 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 They tag. Will, like, tag your Like, tag. second grade tag. Second grade tag. They'll even say... Please tell me they've added something to it. Nope. They've sneaked up on each other. They'll dress in disguise. They will use their wives <laughs> as spies. What? To figure out, like, where they're going, where what? they're going to be. Yes. And, and are they in the same town still, or are they all, no, they're all over the place? They're all over the so place now. So do you suppose they travel to, to tag somebody? I'm sure they do. One of them is even a priest, Father Sean Raftis. He's a pastor in Montana. Wait, now, if I haven't seen my great buddy and they tag me, and then that buddy leaves, I'd be like, oh, hey, let me give me a hug. you got to give your butt, then you've got to give another buddy a hug. Can you call time out and, and talk for a while before you leave and you chase off? I don't know about the rules. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like tag when they're at recess. You know, tag your aunts, right? Oh, man. And you know, they live in different states. They have different careers, many families. And, yeah. It, I, it, I this, can't wait to read that. So it's in America? America Magazine. Nice. And this group of friends is so interesting in their game that they've been playing for 30 years that the Wall Street Journal did a story on them. Holy smoke. And talk about the famous events, different techniques, like the highlights of their oh, career. Can't wait to read that. And it was so interesting that they've made it into a movie. Are you kidding me? They're made into a movie. A fictional movie? Or it's, it's based on reality? Based on or reality. Non- okay, yeah. And it stars Jeremy Renner. No way! Top notch! As, as like the one who has Not never been Not top but second tier. Right on. He's second tier. He's, he's Hawkeye. I love him. And it's got um, Ed Helms. Are you kidding? Top notch. Oh, yeah. To me. And Hannibal Burris. Oh, wait. Tag. Oh, I have seen this. You seen the trailer for that? Yeah. That's yeah. That's it. I can't wait to see that. It's, That's based on that? It's based on that. It's a real life way game of tag that's been going on for thirty years. Oh, right on. So I had to point that out that these I are. I mean, Bachelor with Helms. I mean, this is an all-time <laughs> the classic. Hangover, yeah. I mean, Hangover. Bachelor. I had, these, these are all Catholic. One of them was a priest. They went to Jesuit school, so I had to. This is a true story, so I had to throw it out. Watch that. That's so. gonna be fun. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us on our humble little podcast. You could do us a huge favor by subscribing to our show wherever you listen to podcasts, such as Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, or iTunes. Do it now! Do it! 
And be sure to rate our show and leave a review. Your rating will help others find this show. And be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation on Tap. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Woo.